Hello and welcome to the For Real podcast. This chat discusses music, film, and most importantly, fairies. I'm your host, Matthew, also known as Matty Feels Rough. And today for the fifth episode, I think, or the 18th episode out of everything. I, I literally miscount like so much, I don't even know. Uh, I'm joined with uh, Pixel Penguin, who is a fairy Twitch streamer. Hi, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Yep. 30 minutes ago, so that's cool. <laughs> it's morning for you, isn't it? So Yeah, I'm an American, yeah. Yeah, American, man. <laughs> compared to me, it's like 6 p.m. for well, 5, 6 p.m. for me. Yeah, it's 12.30 yeah, for I've me. I've just been chilling. Yeah, it's so great over here. I haven't really been doing much today. I've just been like doing recordings and just like just vibing i guess to be honest just not really doing much as you should i've been trying to get be as i should you know i've been trying to get more organized but i'm not me and organization just don't really fit very well (laughs) so obviously you do twitch stuff so like have you been have you been playing overwatch 2 because i've just started playing (laughs) i or not i um i played it once on stream Mm -hmm. um i played it a bunch off stream and it's fun but uh my i so I, i stream off a laptop it's a good laptop oh, okay. no no it's a good laptop but like certain games i can't vtube and game i have to switch to be yeah. a png instead of a, a live model and i didn't realize mm-hmm. that so the whole stream was kind of laggy but <laughs> it's fun it i haven't played overwatch play. in years like i played overwatch one for a couple hundred mm-hmm. hours it's like one of my first pc games and then that's that's what i was like as well so yeah, like i hadn't cool. played it for ages and just got back into it I've just been placed in my competitive rank. I got fucking bronze free. It's like the third worst rank. I'm actually so shit. No, 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 no. There's a bit of a glitch going around where they're, uh, the game is placing you lower than you should have, or than you should oh, be in a okay. lot of situations. So they're working on a fix for that. So you're probably not as bad as you think. <laughs> okay. That, that's my excuse then. That's my excuse for my other rank, I guess. Yeah. I've never been that good at FPS, to be honest. Like, I've <laughs> always been stuck in, like, silver for CS and stuff. Smash Bros. is where I'm good at games. That's my only game I can say I'm okay at. You know how, like, the DPS is supposed to do the damage, right? Yeah. And, like, the tank is supposed to, like, anchor and, like, stay alive and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Do, do, you, do you know the character Sigma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, so is Sigma a tank or a yeah, DPS? Yeah, a tank. I got 13,000 damage with <laughs> That's crazy, what the fuck? I play Zarya, so I play a tank as well. So, well, I don't understand that when I play with fucking people, it's like, when you play, like, comp with people, and I don't know, like, the etiquette of, like, Overwatch comp, but, like, fucking hell, people were, like, changing characters every five minutes, and I'm like, you're, like, resetting your ult by doing that, and it's, like, also, hopefully, just stick, stick to a fucking character. Hopefully they were only doing that after they used their ult. <laughs> yeah, literally, I hope so. Anyway, enough about Overwatch. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the convo. Oh my so, goodness. if you want to like introduce yourself and what you do in how you link to fairy, how you start Ooh. becoming a quote unquote fairy, because we were talking about this, how like you wouldn't really say you were uh-huh. a fairy, okay, but right. you feel like you've kind of joined the community a little bit. So you go for it. There's like two questions. So, do you want me to talk about yeah. like who I am first or that first? Go, go who you are first. Go who you are first. All right, cool. So. I am at Pixel Penguin. I'm currently a college slash university student, and I do silly things on Twitch mainly, and I've started going into YouTube, and I'm like very basic, like basic as in like, I guess amateur is a better word, like artist and Mm -hmm. pianist, and I'm decent at video games. So, um, you know, you just come for average Joe, but my penguin model's cute. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but but yeah, that's um that's kind of what I what I, I stream yeah. <laughs> like stumbling over my words. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. No, 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 don't worry about it. So I started streaming a year and almost a half ago. Yeah, a year and a mm-hmm. half. And at the beginning, my username was Pixel Penguin. I was not a furry. I did not identify with furries. I thought furries were weird, actually. Like I was like one of those like anti furry people where it was like, ew, furry, what? Oh, okay. Vomit. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like the only exposure to the fandom I had seen was in high school. And it was this really, mm-hmm. really, really weird kid. Like really, really yeah. weird. Like he was just one of the weirdest individuals I've ever met. And he'd wear like a fifteen <laughs> foot long tail that would like drag across the ground. Like Oh god. And I was yeah. and I was just like, What the hell? <laughs> like so no, I feel like, so I feel like. you know like if that's my only exposure i was just like what the heck i don't like <laughs> i don't like that group and so then mm-hmm. i start um streaming under the name pixel penguin and then yeah. using this like really really basic png tuber that i had like drawn three hours uh, and it was like a mm-hmm. really basic penguin and just because I, I really like penguins and i was like trying to come up with an idea i was like penguins and then as it went on i was like i kind of want to do vtubing and then i got a penguin model like so, you know, it was like a humanoid penguin model. It's like literally the antithesis yeah. of a thir- of a persona, and I was like, yeah. still not a furry. And then people started coming into my stream, and like they started asking me that, and I'd be like, yeah. And then like every time I'd have to be like, no, I'm not, <laughs> and like do the whole long explanation. And so yeah. at one point I was just like, bro, even though I know I'm not, I'm gonna put the furry tag on my stream so people stop asking. And I can like stop yeah. spending all the streams saying this, uh-huh. and then just like over time, I kind of just became a furry <laughs> because nice. the furry tag brought furries to my stream, <laughs> and I'm like a penguin, which is rare, and so they're just like, oh, that's cool, and they're like the nicest people ever, and I'm just like, you know what, like yes, <laughs> and then I kind of started owning it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you start being a fairy because of a market employee, man. You just want more viewers. Literally, I dude. I was like, and, and <laughs> it was like my original model is so gross. It was like uh-huh. I didn't know how to go about commissioning one, and so I just like put out yeah. on Twitter like, "Hey, I need a model artist." I have like ten followers, by the way, and mm-hmm. with like all the people who like have their like little search features that like, um, like look for keywords and tweets like i got like 30 comments on that tweet i was like holy shit and so like i picked one and you know it was like it it wasn't crazy expensive but it also wasn't cheap Mm -hmm. and what they did is they retextured a human model to look like a penguin so it was like they basically just melded the nose back into the face and the ears back into the face and then like it was really bad and i had a massive forehead but i was a vtuber (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, and and so I've gotten a better one <laughs> recently, <laughs> but but yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, VTubing and all that stuff is like so just like I guess abnormal. I mean, like I I'm not. I think I I'm not really like massive into like Twitch streamers mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, I do editing for Twitch streamers, doing freelance and stuff, but like all this vtuber stuff is just like completely over my head it's do you want to like explain what a vtuber is oh, yeah. for people that don't know yeah totally um so i guess i actually what is it i don't even know what it stands for a virtual tuber <laughs> I, like, I guess yeah, like, i guess yeah i guess so, i guess yeah. how like a vlog is like a video log i i don't i don't yeah. know what it stands for but it's like instead of using um like your face or like streaming with your yeah. face you stream through a model and like 
It's like a, either a 3D or a 2D model, and basically you still need a webcam, and it, and yeah. the webcam does face tracking of you, your actual face, but it makes those motions and like face movements appear on the model. So mm-hmm. it ends up being a really expensive thing to purchase because you have to get an artist to draw everything for you, and then either and the same artist or a separate artist to rig, which is the term for mm-hmm. making the art move. So it's like yeah. It can be very expensive to get into, um, and like some of the higher yeah. end models can cost multiple thousands of dollars. But um, mm. but it's like it's just like how streaming with your face is more personable. It's streaming as a character is more personable than like a PNG that just switches between two images. Yeah. You know, so I, I totally get the the expense of it though, because I think I remember when I went to Confuzzle, so very convention in the UK. Mm-hmm. They had the dealers then somebody was selling like VTuber models and it was like really expensive. Yes. And I was like, holy shit. It's like crazy. Yeah, exactly. But then I realized it's like a full on 3D model. So like but, it makes sense. But then it's like that it's that much. It's like exactly perfectly aligns with the free fandom because then, mm-hmm. they can stream as their sonas, which is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I find a lot of VTubers as well are like a very like anime as well. But I think it's yeah. it kind of works with both kind of styles of air it characters. It does. Yes. It's all about like I mean, a persona is like an online persona of yourself, mm-hmm. so that works well within kind of. I mean, I guess it's like branding. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always this no, thing exactly. of like fairies being mask, fairies being mascots. So it can be applied to something like Twitch streams. Definitely. Um, like there's the the two types of VTubers are two D, three D. There's three D models. And the 3D programs like that run the 3D models for VTubing mm-hmm. have a little bit better um, expression support, I, I, I'll say. Like when I was yeah. using my 3D model, I was literally able to give the program like training data of my face so that it would more accurately like display my emotions. Whereas like yeah. the 2D one, nothing's automatic. I have to use keybinds for my expressions. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. it still tracks my mouth and eyes and like blinking and stuff like that but like if i wanted to make the angry expression happen it doesn't happen when i like furrow my eyebrows it only happens when i like mm-hmm. press a hot key so it's like you know there's trade-offs but like uh, okay yeah. there's trade-offs but my like like i'm currently doing 2d and it currently looks a lot better than the 3d one but like mm-hmm. i feel like when i have money i might go back to 3d because <laughs> i think yeah. to get a good 3d yeah. model is going to be very expensive so I think one VTuber that comes to mind for me that's furry is that, like, Hi, I'm Chrisim guy, mm-hmm. the Chris the guy. Trust you, the yeah, 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 yeah. See them on my feed all the time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I think it's just because they, they, like, they do, like, viral clips and stuff like that. They stream a lot. Um, They're a pretty big yeah. furry creator. Um, what kind of games do you, like, play then? Do you, do you play, like, yes. a variety of stuff? Yeah, or yeah. I'm, a ver- I'm a variety. I surely should have said that. I'm a variety streamer. <laughs> um... And I, see a little variety streamer. We'll ever see. So I, but I play um mainly FPS. So, uh, for mm-hmm. a while it was Apex. So like basically my yeah. requirement to play a video game is that I have friends to play it with. I'm just yeah. you know like l- literally I don't know I just don't find playing single player games fun. Like unless mm-hmm. it's like you know occasionally on stream like uh, I played Call to the Lamb the completion. Ah, uh, like that's um, why I'm editing for my uh, stream at the it's moment. Very fun. It's, it's a very good game. game. But um I played mm-hmm. um. I play mainly like FPS games like Valorant, Apex. Um, so I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really play Apex because I don't have friends playing it right now. So I'm mainly playing Valorant, and then the uh, you know occasional single player game mm-hmm. and other multiplayer games that aren't shooters. 
but yeah. So yeah, I find I find it the same in terms of playing games. Like, um, my girlfriend Jade, she like loves single player games, but like I'm like exactly the opposite. Like I yeah. fucking love my multiplayer games. I need mates to play games with. I think I've definitely like as I've gotten older, I've like played games a lot less, mm-hmm. and I find myself gravitating towards just ones that I can use as both a way to play games and a way to catch up with friends who are yes. online as well. That's exactly, uh, and I. Th- yeah, and I think it. I feel like it's easier as a streamer to kind of generate entertainment with your mates as well. I so guess so much easier, so much easier. Yeah, like whenever I'm sitting there, like mm-hmm. playing a game alone, and like I'm, f- I start focusing. I realize that I haven't been talking for thirty seconds, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm being boring. Because I know a lot, a lot of it relies on the persona of the person that's streaming. But I think what helps is that support of characters yeah. i mean i guess it is like you know having a form of entertainment as long as your friends are like chill and like oh, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm no, yeah. Fucking my friends sus. are great yeah exactly i actually play most streams with mm-hmm. my roommate oh, okay. and our friend who lives the floor below us because <laughs> we live in a university dorm yeah so like it's so funny like my noise gate is so high like you do not understand. Like, if I go into my Discord settings, it's like over halfway up, <laughs> like because he sits right next to me, like basically. <laughs> it's like a little land. It's I, like a land party of a of a Twitch. Literally, room. it is. Yeah, and I got him into streaming too, which is really mm. cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like like I don't know. It's just I could be if I'm playing a game alone. I also like start to feel like bad. Like yeah. I'd be like, hey, like I could be working on my hobbies or. Mm-hmm like doing something productive yeah but like you know what i mean like instead of playing this game alone like what's the point <laughs> i think it also helps like when you're with like flatmates or roommates that kind of coincide with your interests as well because like all of my um flatmates in my second and third year accommodation were film students and they liked when i did my podcast cool. so when i used to be like yo i'm gonna record a podcast episode can you guys like keep it down they'd be like yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. Like they know like my stuff. <laughs> yeah, compared to my first year accommodation, which fucking sucked. And like, I feel like if I asked somebody to be quiet, they just would not be quiet. So yeah. So yeah. like, we, me and my roommate, so we've been roommates since we moved in mm-hmm. was last year. And so our our third friend had a roommate who was like basically like if it's not like perfectly silent in the room, yeah, you like can't focus at all. Oh, okay. And so she had to like either play silently with us or like go out and set up in the common room which is, like, sometimes taken. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just, like, not the greatest situation. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Let's, like, talk more about furry stuff. So, like, obviously, how long would you say you've said you've been a furry for and how much of, like, the kind of community have you indulged in? Because I feel like I've talked to loads of furries that are, like, I've been in the fandom for, like, 10 years. But, like, I feel like <laughs> you are definitely not the case of that at all. Seeming, as you said, you kind of started becoming one yeah. when you started streaming. All right. It's been four months. Four, mo- <laughs> four months what the fuck you're yeah, a new, you're, you're like, a new one man you're a new furry. since i like started saying like to people if they asked like mm-hmm. like and owning it it's been like four months like it basically ha- halfway through the summer have you had like much opportunity to like get any art commission and stuff like that <laughs> i've spent so much money have you <laughs> yeah oh god that's what that's I what have... happens instantly i feel so, like so like first of all i'm like I was lucky enough to have, like, a pretty well-paying internship mm-hmm. over the past summers. So, like, I have money to spend on art and, like, yeah. not that many expenses because still still college student. Yeah. 
so like first first commission is like so first commission ever was the 3d model for the tubing mm-hmm. and then the 2d model and then i've just done a bunch of art since then and i'm like trying to get better at drawing my own sona so i yeah. don't have to commission art but yeah i've spent a bit too much money on, on art commissions oh, i have to like calm I, have, I can't scroll twitter i have to calm down because just every single day it's just like nine ychs that i want <laughs> i'm like please i feel like with, with fairy <laughs> with fairy commissions that always happens when you start becoming one when i first started making my okay. twitter and finding like so many artists i was like i'm spending so much money on commissions but compared to now yes. <laughs> now i just like I'm not really spending that much money on commission stuff, to be honest, and I'm just chilling. I haven't got much art in a while, or either that are like, I feel like you make a lot of friends that'll just be like, I was just bored, so I'll, I'll draw your Sona, and yeah, I'm like, holy I, shit, yes, thank you. Like, I actually have a decent amount of artist friends, but none of them are furries, so L. <laughs> L. You gotta get them to draw your yeah, penguin, man. I have gotten two emotes out of one. Yeah! <laughs> gotta get those yeah, emotes in. Um, <laughs> what else can we say? Do you think yeah, I know you're only four months in. And when I started being a furry, I was like, I am, I'm a furry and I want to get my character, my little dog guy, drawn in fashion and like get yes. out of that. But I am never, ever going to go to a convention and I'm never, ever going to mm-hmm. get a suit. Have any of those two things crossed your mind yet? Or are you just chilling so, for now? I'm actually curious, really quick, reverse question. Okay. What about you? What about me? Because you said you, you started not wanting to go to conventions, not wanting to do any of that. Well, I've been to one convention. I went to Confuzzled, uh, which is the big fairy convention in the UK. And I think I mentioned on like previous episodes that that was my first interaction with fairies in real life, apart from when I went, oh to, a, I went to a gig in Manchester in March, which was a couple of months before Confuzzled, where I met fairies to go to a Drain Gang gig, which is like a Swedish rap group. And um, that that was like, I was I messaged him, to, I put on Twitter, like, is anyone else going to the Drain Gang gig? And like, loads of fairies were like, yeah. So we made a group chat for it. And I was probably worried. I was like, what if all these people are like absolute freaks? But then they ended up being like my, <laughs> like my best friends. I was like, what if they end up being like the fucking people from like that guy, that guy, person from your high school that like ended up wearing a 15 foot tail. But luckily they were nice, chill people who just look like art students. So I vibe with them very much. So. That's perfect. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Like, so basically, I was kind of just like, I'm a furry now, smiley face. And then, <laughs> like, I was like, definitely don't want a furry suit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-uh. And then, kind of indifferent. I didn't know if I wanted to go to a convention. I was, like, still at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know. I just didn't really feel, like, comfortable, I guess, exploring. Yeah. So, like, I'm now I'm back at school. And I'd be completely down to go to a convention. Yeah. I joined the furry club at my university and so i'm probably going to go to convention in march with them that's good and I, it's good that i'm you're not s- anti fursuit yeah. but like i don't think i don't think i would at this point do that no that's fair even, I, even if i had a, even if i had one <laughs> yeah i feel like if i was like like i said when i was in your position when i started, just start becoming a fairy i was like no nah, i'm never gonna get a suit and now i'm like planning to get one but <laughs> it'll just just give me some time just give me some time and you will oh it's been a long day like, I will I will say I've seen some on Twitter that mm-hmm. are like very very cool. Yeah. Like I'm mainly talking about the ones that are like pretty form fitting. So it's like they're not like I'm like like they're form fitting enough that people wear normal clothes over them. Ah uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it so looks a bit more so it's like not real it's not realistic as in like it looks more like a real tiger but more realistic as in like it looks less like 
a drawn character has been put over someone mm-hmm. and more like that's actually them so there's like, still cute yeah like, so there's like I mean? there's like partial suits which are just like yeah head yeah hands and i know tails, i know so. i know about some of that stuff yeah and then there's obviously plantar grade and digigrade and I, I started off being like, I just want a partial suit. But now I'm like, I, I want yeah. my friend's full suit. Like last week in London, I was like, I actually really want a full suit now. It's really cool. I just, like, I feel just like the fairy pipe. I, literally, I feel like I need to uh, like try one before mm-hmm. I'd be convinced to spend my own money yeah. on it. It just seems like a bit too too much money yeah. for something that I'm not 100% confident about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's an insane investment. Like... I'm like bewildered by people who become furries and they're like, wow, instantly Boom, want a fursuit. fursuit. Like that's my, um, Jess, who I ta- uh, talked on the second episode of this season was like, I found out about furries and I instantly wanted a fursuit. And like, I think that's super cool. But at the same time, well, it's kind of like, just like advanced it's cosplay. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> how much money it is. But at the same time, like, yeah. going back to your furry club at your, um, at your school, I think it's fantastic that you have that. Because I feel like it was very daunting for me to go to Confuzzled because it's the biggest fairy uh, convention in the UK. And I only went with one of my, like, one friend. And I found it was really fun, but I also found it, like, very overwhelming. And that's because usually before people go to big conventions, they'll go to, like, the local fur meets that are in their area. And I'd never been yeah. to any of those before. And I feel like that's something that you could look at with that club or even the club in general is your fur meet. And it'll get you used to kind of uh yeah, socializing exactly. with other fairies before you're just like thrown the deep end and there's just people in dog costumes like all around you and you're there for the weekend like it's crazy yeah yeah it's, i'm not really a socially anxious person mm-hmm. like like a lot of people like the fandom because it's easier to interact online yeah. like with a sona like just you know i'm just but i'm just like i am not that socially anxious mm-hmm. it's like um but it is nice though to probably going to convention with like 20 other furries from Definitely. my club uh for the first time i think be done for anyone I, really. I think just going to a big convention just in general is just stressful yeah <laughs> but there's not, just so not much for me on. not for social anxiety no there's just so much just going because... on it would be it would be done for anyone you know yeah exactly yeah just a lot <laughs> but it definitely seems cool because mm-hmm. like i'm still at the point where like when i'm there in person yeah i am like very reserved and quiet yeah because like i'm so used to like not like talking about it or like sharing it with people yeah i have to like continuously remind myself that they are literally all furries and that like <laughs> it's okay and i don't know it's it's, it's weird so it's weird, like isn't it because like the mental barrier before um i went to a london fur meet a few months back and i was hanging out with people in like a house that we were all staying at my friend saf's house and all the conversation was just fairy stuff. And I was like, this just seems like a normal friend group. But we're all just talking about <laughs> fairy stuff. And I'm like, where is this barrier? It's just so weird. And I was not used to yeah. it at all because I've never had a fairy friend group before. Like, I think I was I mentioned it before on, on a different podcast episode. I don't have a lot of fairy friends that are like like solid fairy friends. I do now. Mm-hmm. But I would say before Confuzzle, the fairy convention, I didn't really like... I had quite a lot of online fairy friends, but they're very primarily from America. So didn't really have a opportunity to meet up yeah. but i think over the kind of months of uh graduating from uni and kind of expanding my like friend groups and stuff i've found a little you know fairy friend group that i'm really happy with because there's some people who like know fucking everybody and it's like she'll <laughs> she'll show their fursuit to someone they'll go oh yeah i know that maker and i know that person and i know that person's girlfriend and I'm yeah like, what the fuck like i'm like i've got no <laughs> idea who these people are like i'm just like i am definitely not 
met anyone like that yet. <laughs> you will. Trust me, you will. Yeah, I currently only have one furry mutual. Mm -hmm. and they're online. I think they also live on the east coast of the US. Yeah. I don't know where. And they're pretty busy. So yeah. I don't I don't get to talk to them much, but yeah, I have not or not counting anyone from the club, I only have one yeah. furry mutual. But you know, I, I personally the people in the club I don't vibe with that much, <laughs> to be completely honest with no, you. I like, I'm like, so like, for my major, like, I'm a computer science student. It's mm -hmm. funny because they make computer science students take a communications class. Yeah. Because we're all socially inept. <laughs> so, like, I, I like, to, I'd like to say, I'd like to think that I am a more socially, socially adept person, like, compared to my peers. Well, yeah. And yeah. you're on here doing a podcast just, episode, like, so. You know, oh yeah, totally. I'm I'm just great, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like when I'm like when I'm like in person there, I'm just like one like already reserved and quiet, mm -hmm. which is not my my like mo. Like I am not usually reserved and quiet. I'm usually very loud, and so I'm like paying more attention to other people than I usually do. Mm -hmm. And I just realize I'm like, damn, all of these people are socially awkward. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just kind of like, I just I keep going because like I need to get used to it, but I'm mm -hmm. just like, eh, like. Yeah, I <laughs> I felt the same when I started um going into the Smash Bros scene. I think there's some absolutely lovely people in the Smash scene in the UK, but at the same time, like as some of my close friends that I've met I've met through the Smash scene, but at the same time, there are just some people who just won't talk yes. to you, especially when you play sets. Like if I play a set and I'm like I'm so bubbly and mm -hmm. I'll be like asking them questions and stuff and they'll be like super serious like I need Silent, to win this yeah. set and I'm just like dog it's a fucking game and like it's literally first round like just chill we'll go we'll, we'll go pokemon stadium 2 we'll just chill just my school also has smash Trainer. i went to a few of them mm -hmm. and it would be like either one like the person was like so like weird and socially awkward that i'm just like okay like god get me out of here or or they'd be like awesome or they wouldn't wear deodorant it's just like bro oh, there's like, no there's you... no in between you know what's so funny is that people <laughs> like i'm not even trying to like suck myself off here but somebody <laughs> somebody said to me it was like you are the stereotypical like you play smash competitively and you're a fairy you are meant to not dress well and you're meant to smell bad <laughs> but you are the always the, you, you are you always the, they're like yeah this, the smash player that i was talking about this with was like you are always the nicest matthew you're the, always the the best dressed at the smash tournaments and you also always smell so good and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that is a fucking compliment, you know. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm breaking the stereotypes of fairies and Smash hey, players, you if, know. If you go to a Smash tournament and you put on deodorant, you're already above ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting on deodorant. I'm obviously showering. I'm putting on my my silly little lush spray, you know. Oh you my look, goodness! I pull up. I pull up in a in a in a fit. I'll go zero two and leave. That's like that's my. Up. You know. I pull up in my Daisy dress with my Daisy controller and Daisy switch. Yeah, <laughs> just the that actually happened. That rocks. There's someone. There's someone with like a full Daisy, like their case, their stand, their controller, their shirt, were all Daisy, <laughs> like like the character. Yeah. And then they had a Daisy plush sitting next to their switch as well. Maybe they just pinned like, Daisy, you know? Part and then the they people. played Daisy. Mm -hmm. And then they played Daisy, and they absolutely sauced on me. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> so I'm going home now. See you later. <laughs> I actually went home. Sake. I actually did. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't be disrespected mm -hmm. like this. I just walked out.
But no, <laughs> shout out to the Smash Bros. Northeast scene because the Northeast scene are lovely. Like the scene in Newcastle, like lovely. Some of my like best mates are from there. But some regionals I've been to, which are like 120 people, and they come from around the area, just don't, just don't fucking speak. There's just some people <laughs> that just don't interact with you at all, and it's just so fucking awkward. But, you know, that happens yeah, at any sure. sort of nerdy convention. You know, there's always going to be people like that. And it's fine. It's fine if it's, you know. Uh, exactly. It's whatever. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll round off by talking about um t- your Twitch streaming again and, like, what your kind of goals are. Like, obviously, are you, are you doing regular Twitch streams now or are you finding that hard yeah. now that you're back at school and so stuff? I'm doing two a week. Mm-hmm. I was doing daily over the summer, but I'm doing two a week now because of, yeah, school. But you said goals? Yeah, like in terms of like, is there anything you want to aim for or like anything you want to start doing? Because you were talking about changing between VTuber stuff, obviously going from yeah. 3D models and then is there any more? Obviously you're a variety streamer, but are you wanting to get back into like properly playing Apex and stuff or are you like... Like, I'm very content with my current model. Mm-hmm. I love the artists that I have and I love the model. I'm just saying that I, I, I that earlier bit was I think I just prefer 3D models, but they're way more expensive for yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. So, but... I think goal-wise, it's just like, um, I don't know. It's just like, I want to grow, obviously. Yeah. But like, not really for the money. Like, the money would be cool because then I, like, because I like buying tech, it, but it's expensive. So like, if I was buying tech from money that I got from gaming, I'd feel less bad. Like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't feel as guilty. So like, that's a positive. But like, I, I've had a lot of people that like, um, or like returning viewers that just like, I don't know. It's just even though like, I don't always like see it directly. I yeah. do feel like I'm like helping people, mm-hmm. you know, like um, the first time it was a few months ago, the first time like someone was like, um, I don't remember the exact thing they said, but they basically were like, blah, 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 like comfort streamer. And I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm your comfort streamer. I was like, what? Like, wait, that's whoa. The, like... That, that's like a big thing as well. Like that's what was... like, it's like, it's such like an other, it's like an outer body thing in a sense that like, I, I'm just doing this podcast for the crack. Like I'm just doing it for the banter. Like I don't mm-hmm. really care about how many, I mean, little to none of the videos are monetized. I'm not even eligible for monetization because I don't have enough like uh, viewership yeah, yeah. or whatever. And a lot of them are copyright struck because of the little like inserts to do in between, but I like yeah. that because that's the style I want to do. And that's how I want to break up the podcast. But people are like, oh, I listen to your podcast on the way to work or on the way to uni. And I'm like, people, I know I'm making this. It inspires people. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, people are going out their way to listen to it that aren't my close friends. Like somebody will DM me on Twitter and be like, yo, I love your stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like someone I don't know likes my shit. What? (laughs) It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I like personally what I'm doing, like inspirational per se. But like that first time someone was basically like, it was basically like I went live, but late. And they were like, oh my God, thank goodness you're live. I had a bad day. And Aww. I was like, oh, that's like, so nice. Though. It's like, I feel like for like my follow count, I actually have like a pretty decent like returning viewers. Mm-hmm. Like I won't name the streamer, but it's like one of my favorite streamers. They have about 13,000 followers and they average 40, 50 people. Mm-hmm. Which is like not a good return, right? Yeah. Like, and like I currently have just under three hundred on Twitch, and I average eight through ten. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. So like, I think I'm doing all right. But like, <laughs> but 
but um but yeah i'm definitely i'm trying to because like i've done everything growth wise basically through twitch mm-hmm. so it's been a year and a half and i'm only at 300 followers so it's yeah. like it's like horrible so like i'm finally getting into youtube i'm like i guess goal would be to post two videos a month apparently there's one coming up a month and i want to be a bit more consistent and uh make cool content there so that more people find me and be like this penguin's amazing <laughs> <laughs> well if you need anyone to do your twitch highlights you know where i'm at so you know so what's funny is i already have an editor oh nice he's just he's just super slow and i pay him in uh adobe creative cloud and uh ten dollars video until that rocks. my youtube makes money that rocks. no literally so like, he's um so my best friend who's currently a college sophomore yeah was a boy scout mm-hmm. and then his friend who's currently a high school junior was like he, he was really close friends with him like through the troop yeah and so basically when i was like complaining about needing an editor my friend put me in contact with him mm-hmm. and be, you know because he's in high school i'm just giving i'm like giving him a bit of money like 10 a video because i feel bad yeah. but also like i'm paying for an entire adobe creative cloud subscription yeah which as a student for me it's only 20 bucks mm-hmm. um which i think 20 bucks is closer to like 15 pounds for perspective yeah but like it's like 20 bucks and um a month and i'm allowed to have two devices so yeah. it's my computer and his computer on my account. So I'm like paying him in Adobe Creative Cloud and ten dollars a video. Yeah. And then once my YouTube gets monetized, we'll work out some mm-hmm. way to split the split the revenue. That's Because like I don't really need the money, but uh, so like you know if <laughs> it's nice. It it's, it, it, and it's nice to support you, mate, as well. I mean, I was in a similar situation where um, I got Adobe Creative Cloud for free with my uni because i my degree went during covid so we had to do a lot of the Mm post-production editing like sessions outside of uni so i had to have it and obviously i've graduated now so they've stopped my free adobe and they've like closed my account but then my girlfriend currently does um model making and sfx work at uni and like i met i was like talking to her i was like jade can i just like mooch off your creative cloud mate so now i'm using her (laughs) creative cloud and it's a two device one as well and she just uses it for uni and i use it for editing work i know i can pirate it but i'm such a fucking dumbass when it comes to pirating Uh, i tried to i recently tried to pirate some of the adobe after effects plugins that i need which i still don't have because i'm struggling with it and i almost gave my computer a fucking trojan so i was like never again i'm just not gonna yeah i'm just gonna pay for it (laughs) but um because eventually my youtube money will pay for it so it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually like so I've I've been using the same basic stream intro and like mm-hmm. BRB screen and and actually I don't even have an outro. But I'm like you I've been using them from like this like free pack I got. Nice. Like back when I started streaming and like I'm finally making a new one mm-hmm. and I'm doing it in After Effects. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool. Like, After Effects is sick. I'm like I it's so After Effects is so cool. When it like, works, it's good. <laughs> when it works, it's good. Honestly, well, like, it, it fucks it took me, me off when it doesn't. <laughs> it took me three practice projects to to get it to work because, like, the the way it works is like you know the keyframes, and so yep. I'd be like moving a shape, and then I'd move my cursor away, and then I'd like bring the time bar back to like that same spot aligned with the keyframe to adjust it because I'm like I don't like where it ended, and then what I don't realize is I'm zoomed out so far. That even though it looks like it's aligned with the keyframe, it's actually not yeah. on the same frame. And so then when I play the video, it'll do this like 
really fast like jump or teleport and i'm like huh i didn't tell it to do that mm -hmm. and like I, I couldn't figure out what was wrong like it's like scrapping these projects and like this past one i finally realized what that problem was and i was able to fix it mm -hmm. and so i've gotten the farthest i've got in an after effects yeah. project so i'm that's pretty good. pretty happy nice i mean that's a good segment <laughs> like segment transition of what we can close on for this part which is like you've been working with like animation stuff as well on the side haven't you because mm -hmm. you were showing me how have you been finding that have you been doing that through AE or have you been doing that through like other programs so i there's all the stuff that i showed you for create oh okay uh just very simple like basic animation and all the art i do is through procreate mm -hmm. and then because i don't have the drawing tablets for like the computer and then after effects i'm using because like i am not about to animate a five minute long frame by frame video <laughs> yeah like even if it's simple mm -hmm. no no not doing that in procreate it's not meant for that so i was like okay what's good for animation i like googled it and i'm and, and like after effects came up and i'm like oh i have creative cloud boom i started using after nice. effects <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, ooh, 60 frames and motion blur without me doing any work. Let's go. I'm like... But it's good that you have a kind of like array of software knowledge as well, because I feel like I've been always very mm -hmm. Premiere Pro After Effects audacity, not yes. really learn anything. But recently I had to edit some of the podcast episodes like on my MacBook because I was away from my desktop mm -hmm. and audacity is fucking dog shit on a Mac. So I was like, I'm going to try and do on audition. And I was learning how it how I edit with Adobe Audition whilst trying to get a podcast episode out. And it was very stressful. But because of that, I I now know how to use Audition, which is more intricate with editing, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's always I good personally, to know stuff. I personally started editing on DaVinci. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is really great. It and is. then I started using Premiere. And then when I tried to load a four-hour VOD into Premiere, it would take like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then my computer isn't strong enough to handle... Like, cause I have a very strong computer, but it's a laptop. Yeah. Like it's not a bad computer at all, but it's still a laptop mm -hmm. and I'll load it in and then it will be like, when I do the playback, it'll look great. But as soon as I have more than one video track, it'll, it'll just like, yeah, not work. Like the playback will just be so incomprehensible. I can't tell what my video looks like. And so in order to make it work, I have to make, turn the video into a proxy. Mm -hmm. And then that will take like an hour for a four hour VOD. Yeah. So I'm like, before I can start editing, it's basically like an hour and a half of just importing the footage. Mm -hmm. And that is enough, that is way more than enough time to just make me never edit mm -hmm. because I'm busy and I don't have an hour and a half. Like when I sit down to edit, I'm like, okay, I have an hour or I have two hours to edit. And then if I spend all of that waiting for the footage to import. So basically I switched back to DaVinci. That's I use the DaVinci. joys of editing, man. That's the joys of editing. So I'm probably never going to use Procreate unless I, yeah. uh, until i get a desktop with like a really really powerful mm. cpu and a bunch of ram it's truly <laughs> that's true the joys of editing my old desktop used to be like that i used davinci for color correction mostly but it is also yeah good that's what it's used for in the in the industry yeah like but industry standard for it, color correction it has good cutting and timeline stuff i had to do it once for a project college and it was cool we're on 44 minutes so we'll yes, move on to the music <laughs> choice of this week, which is Music of the Spheres by Coldplay. I found this like super interesting because I'm gonna it's a go really cool album. It's a cool album. I mean, I didn't like, I'm gonna be like totally 
I'm going to be a bit harsh at the start. I don't think I enjoyed it as mm-hmm. much as I thought I would, but I have not listened to <laughs> I have not listened to play in absolute ages. But before I say what I like and dislike about it or whatever, you can go through why you picked it in some stuff that you like. Okay. It's your choice. So, me personally, I have always just like, like really, I've always liked Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Like when I was like a kid, my favorite song was Viva La Vida. Yeah. Like the, um, and like just ever since I was little, like I've always been stubborn and like my family, most of them listen to like, uh, like certain types of music. And I, it's either cause I'm like an asshole or I'm stubborn. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I just don't, I just don't enjoy the same music as my family. Yeah. But Coldplay is one thing that we all like kind of have in common. Mm-hmm. So, um, when they did their music of the spheres concert, my parents asked me and I'm like, yes, I'll come to that. <laughs> so it's the, the only concert I've been to. It was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. It, w- it was just an amazing concert. And so like they played all of their music from this album. And then, you know, they like their, um, you know, like the top hits like paradise and, yeah. uh, what's it called? The, the, the one with the music video, that's like the monkeys dancing, adventure of a lifetime that, mm-hmm. that one yeah. <laughs> but um so it's like i don't know it kind of has like coldplay has a lot of like i guess sentimental value mm-hmm. and then also this is the first album that i like actually like looked into like the history of like i actually like looked at it for like this album and it's really cool because mm-hmm. i was like why is it called music of the spheres it don't make sense and then each song is it's cool because like each song is a different planet like yeah. and on Spotify too, if you guys are curious to look at this, on Spotify, if you search specifically the music of the Spheres album, it's like not the songs from the album, but the album itself, and then go to each song and scroll all the way down. Uh at least I'm doing this on mobile. I don't know if it appears on desktop, mm-hmm. but you you get a little storyline box and each song uh, is a planet yeah. uh, has a planet, a language, and a description of the planet, and then a bit of backstory about each song. That's and so cool the like intro song is like this like very like it's like literally the name of the song is the um, saturn emoji and it's Mm -hmm. like um a minute long and it's just kind of like in like an ethereal kind of like aquarium type opening and and it goes directly into the next song which like has a super cool intro it's like (laughs) (laughs) but um but like anyways sorry like they're they're all um like all the songs ha- are like very unique mm-hmm. and have like a, at least some um, the song let somebody go so what's his name chris something the the lead singer is married to gwyneth paltrow mm-hmm. i think that's her name yeah and they divorced and i'm almost a hundred percent positive that the lyrics are like about her yeah because like <laughs> you guys should take a little listen but he's like basically just being like like you're my lover, you're my friend. <laughs> like, but like sometimes you gotta let somebody go. I was like, damn, bro, that sucks. Yeah. But um, but like it's basically like a few, like an ambient song, a few songs, like an kind of an another ambient song, and then another song, and that's just kind of the whole structure of the album. Yeah. I feel like, like it's makes well, for it's well structured, a very definitely. cool concert. It's well structured. It was yeah, definitely. very well put together. Was this the same tour that they like handed out all the wristbands to make like the, yes, the arena look the, really fucking cool? Yeah, I've seen like the the, the what's it called the they, yeah, they were like white plastic wristbands that yeah. had a big light on the wrist, and they, they basically it was so cool because like if you like the song Higher Power, which is the second song on the album, it has this very like punchy opening, like the ba 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 ba, but like, and in this arena, the bass was like not audible; it was like only feelable. So it's like you're just getting punched, like, <laughs> and it was like 
and then everybody's like wristbands were pulsing. It was just very, very cool. I love how um, I love how Pashi talk about this one. It's crazy because I have not listened to Coldplay in like a hot minute. But so I, like yeah, like I only listen to like occasional Coldplay songs, but like I've listened to this album over and over again. Yeah, and it's like really the only music album that I've done this with, and mm. it's it's just like I said, it's because of like it's the only it's really the only music that I like actually yeah also enjoyed as well as my family and it's the only concert i've been to and i went with my family and like some of my extended family and it was yeah. very good ex- very fun experience it's definitely a nice connection to have as well i feel like a lot of the music that my dad shows me i have like a heavy connection with. i mean my dad showed me when i was little like pet songs by the beach boys and that's not like my favorite album of all time in terms of the tracks on this album i think my favorite was higher power like i love the start of it yeah. i think the drums, so like, the drum beat on it, like the drums and the percussion were like really, really nice. Yeah. And I think it's a really solid start. It's actually cool. It's like higher power. The planet's name is like, it's like Kalatika. Cal- I can't, I don't, I don't want to butcher that. <laughs> and it's described as the trash planet. Ooh, okay. And then, yeah. And so my favorite song on the album is actually Beautiful, but mm-hmm. it's like spelled really funny. Like it's like beautiful. Yeah. Like it's, it's all like- butchered. And like, a lot of people didn't like this song originally because this, like, this, the singer is the lead singer, and then like a very distorted voice. Mm-hmm. People are like, "What the heck is this? I don't like this fake little voice." But like, I didn't really like it either. When like mid concert, I hadn't heard any of the music of the Sphere songs at the concert, and I was like, "What is going on?" Like, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense. But then once I understood the point of the song, mm-hmm. like, which I'll explain in a second. And then also just listen to it more. It kind of grew on me, and now it's my favorite one. Yeah. But um, the 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 basically the, this song, it's the plant planet. <laughs> nice. Um, and essentially, it's um the vocal is processed and unusual because it's supposed to sound like an alien is singing the song, and basically, oh, okay. and like the lyrics, and the lyrics are like a lot very like about like being like beautiful and you love me like blah 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 blah. So it's kind of just like like it's an it's an alien singing it. And, but like they're still beautiful because it's like you know it's talking about how like you know people can feel like aliens in their own home yeah. stuff like that is it i don't know it's a cool one. it's cool i mean i think i've seen the storyline thing done before for the 100 gex there was a 100 gex remix mm-hmm. album that like had a storyline that was all about like it was like 100 gex and the tree of clues is what the album was called and it, it's like um it it, a lot of it was like fairy tale stuff so it was like folklore and stuff like that and it was really cool to have like a story i've never seen that done before so i was like that's super cool yeah it's really cool to get the little trivia from spotify i've had it and also don't even get me started they got bts on this album yeah. baby <laughs> i'm like i've never been like a massive k-pop person are you like are you like a big big K-pop no fan? i'm not at all. i'm not at all i was just saying that as a joke because a lot of people are <laughs> um i've got to say like at the moment i've been i've been having like this heavy theme of like solar system stuff because i just recently watched this like analog horror show on youtube called like gemini home entertainment and that's about these like aliens and like space stuff so i've been watching that and then this is all about space so it's a good theme going on here um it's interesting because like they talk like it's like the the album talks on a lot of a lot of things like yeah people of the pride is like a like a the resistance blah 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 like you know it's like one of those like like against the resistance type um type deals mm-hmm. also people of the pride is like a very rocky like song that doesn't mix with the other kind of songs from the album mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool because it's the storm planet <laughs> like, yeah. but um it's just like they, they tell the, or the coldplay told a lot of different like stories and messages throughout this album but like 
they it was cool that like how they tied it together under like you know it's like a it's like a different galaxy yeah. and it's a solar system of different planets that like you know we've never seen before it's very it's very cool vehicle. see with people at the pride i found that it, it transitioned like well between heart like i one thing yes. i liked about the record is that I love pieces of work that transition all into like one piece, which I feel like this worked really well for. Like all of the tracks like moved into one. But mm-hmm. with People of the Pride, I wasn't too much of a fan of it because I felt like it felt too I don't know. When I was listening to it, I yeah, was yeah. like I was like this, I felt that way too. I was like, it sounds like it would be on an advert. Like I didn't I think Yes. My issue with this record that like prevents me from like really enjoying it is I feel like Coldplay are capable of doing so much more with their sound. But sometimes they just mm-hmm. go for like the easy, like easy feel of thing. If you know what I mean, like they go with something that's that is yeah, you know, safe. And I think they, works, they, they, they have the, yeah. And I feel like they did make it work with this because at least this has a coherent theme and at least it They're has the like ninth a set sound. Biggest artist, ninth yeah. biggest artist on Spotify. Literally. Like, <laughs> and I, what they're doing works, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. it's. A, I, I know what you're saying though. I liked Heart because um, Jacob Collier is on it. And I'm really, I'm a big fan of I Jacob. I love him. I, I'm yeah. a big fan of Jacob Collier's work. Um, his stuff that he did with awesome. Daniel Caesar is really good. If you've heard that, it's a good song with Daniel Caesar. Um, but I still feel like there could have been potential with him that wasn't mm-hmm. hit as much on this record. Like, I didn't hear him as much as I wanted to, despite him being yeah. one of, you know, I feel like I feel like BTS's future was quite good. But I feel like the future's, and I mean, Selena Gomez was all right as well. But I feel yeah. like, the, with the futures since there's so little of like little of them on the tracks as a whole i feel like they could have been used more to kind of elevate the album a bit especially I, I, maybe i'm just biased because like i really like jacob collie and i want to hear <laughs> more on that on that, on that song but yeah so it's like i haven't put much critique thought into it because like one first time i heard it was at the concert yeah so it's like i don't know it's kind of just like special like, that's a good way of going like, you know how it. you know how like people of the pride open like on the left pull on the right right like he's mm-hmm. like saying that like he was like actually like pointing to the left and right and the wristbands were lighting up it was oh, so, cool. so cool <laughs> he would be like people on the left he's being all dramatic and like pointing really firmly and then like all the lights went up and then went back down he's like people on the right and then, <laughs> so and then he's like let's go and he starts sprinting <laughs> down because it was like it was like the stage and then like in the middle of this arena so or so it's it's a stadium and they cut half of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a half stadium and so they have the stage in the at half half field basically and then there was this like really long and skinny like basically like if like you imagine a runway that models walk on yeah. just make it a lot longer yeah, and yeah, end yeah, it yeah. with a big circle. So he could basically go out from about half field to like quarter field. That's not the right terminology but you distance wise about quarter of the way down the field. And so he's just like he's on the he's like on that end the end of it. And he's like mm-hmm. people on the left, people on the right, and he's like let's go. And he starts like sprinting back towards yeah. stage. It was like whoa, like and uh, and just like all the graphics were amazing. And, and so I, I don't know. I think it's, just, it's a really interesting and unique way I, like, to kind of get. Can't, I can't critique it. I can't. No, critique no, it. yeah, yeah, I get that. I feel <laughs> like there's 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 a lot of albums like that with me that I just can't like be critical towards. Are like very much guilty pleasures for me. But I think yeah, exactly with um with the kind of interaction with the audience i think it's a really innovative way in like unique way to kind of work with the stage and the lighting and stuff like that and i think it works with the album as well because you know it's about you know this the universe and solar system and stars and i mean i guess you could see each of the wristbands like little like 
bright stars and stuff. It's just that's it's just so yeah. cool. I, I like really like it. Like despite what you think about the really music, cool. I kept seeing videos of the concerts and gigs on TikTok, and I was like, "This is a sick setup. Like it actually it, is really cool." If they have, if they haven't already gone through uh, the UK yet, you should try. I think to go. I think they have because I see I saw a few. No. Of my, yeah, I know. I saw a few of my friends go to the uh, gig because I saw some like Instagram stories of it. But, if any yeah. of you are listening to this and Coldplay is coming towards you soon, because like they at each one of their tours. They've done like a tour for each of their albums, basically. It, they 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 do like forty fifty shows, mm-hmm. and it goes for like at least a year. Mm-hmm. So it's like they were at pretty early on when we were like on the tour when we saw them. Yeah, and they're planning on doing eighty shows. So like they might they might be showing up near you. So I totally recommend this yeah. this uh, concert because like even if you don't love Coldplay, like I can't speak to. The quality of the concert compared to other concerts because it's the only one i've been to yeah but my whole family was like that's the best concert i've ever been to and they've been to a lot of concerts yeah. like my parents were saying it was the best concert they've ever been to mm-hmm. and they're almost 50 like Less. they've been to concerts that's nice you know? <laughs> um, so it was amazing basically what, one I track i really want to talk about is a Coloratura, which is like the ending track. Yes, I really wasn't played at the concert. Was it not? I thought it would be. be... No. I know it's like a ten-minute-long track, but I really yeah, like. It's a bit too. It has a bit too much like yeah. time, you know, because like they're trying to put on a performance. They can't have a three-minute build-up, like so. They didn't but it, play it, it, but... I think it's got really nice build-up, and I think it's super calming as well. I really, I'm like a sucker for piano riffs and like piano kind of. Uh, inst- so wait, wait. Like, sounds. So you just described the song. It's really funny as like beautiful and calming, and. The planet is color coloratura, and the description is the afterlife. Ah, you see it all. You <laughs> see, and it works. As a, I think it works as an ender to the record because it's like it, it feels yeah. like a conclusion of of life, I guess. And I don't know. I just I love the piano in it like so much. Yeah. So I would say coloratura and uh, higher power were definitely like my highlights of the record. Uh, those, are, it, those are really good. Again, with a few of the other ones, like with human humankind, like I just. I, I and I don't know maybe like my universe. I I think some of them. I just feel like they could have done more with their sound and they just the potential wasn't hit. But mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I totally I totally see that. I mean, I'm a hard person to like dis like <laughs> to, to please to like yeah. I mean, not even please. Like I feel like I'm easy to please, but at the same time, like, it's like I feel like my music taste is very varied in the sense that it's hard for me not to enjoy mm-hmm. something. So yeah, I did like that. Is there anything else you want to say about the record? You go for it. For you people at home who don't, who haven't heard of Coloratura or haven't listened to it, it's a ten-minute-long song, mm-hmm. and it, um, it's like, like we said, it's very like calming, and it's like a good ender, and it, it's like, um, I wouldn't call it a rock ballad, but like it kind of is. Mm-hmm. It, they went more, they went more like a classical approach like as in like classical music how like you'd go and listen to like beethoven's symphony and like it's a 40 minute long thing it was like that type of thing where Mm -hmm. it was like a three minute no words very like not i guess bare bones like not a lot of instruments build up and then uh head lead singer chris came in he's like singing it's very pretty and the music you know gets more intense and then it kind of calms back down and then the album's over over the course of 10 minutes. It was, it was very cool. It's nice. Take a little listen, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all, that's all I got. Is there, is there anything else you want to say before we round it off? Because we're on like an hour now, so... Uh, no, that's good. It's uh, good? I, th- I think I got, I think I got, got my 
got my piece in. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then we'll move on to the film choice of this week. Oh, yeah. Rewatched it last night, Did baby. you? Do, well, I, re- I don't even get me started. I'm going to fucking, honestly. Anyway, so yeah, The Matrix, directed by the Wachowski sisters. So I rewatched it last night to, like, make sure I had everything fresh. And oh my goodness, I forgot how good it is. <laughs> and so it's I haven't crazy. seen is it Matrix Resurrections? Is that what the fourth one's called? So there's there's four total now. But you really only need the first three. But like the first four, like they changed Morpheus. They like they changed Miss they changed Agent Smith. Agent Smith is the dude who's like Mr. Anderson. Like the iconic mm-hmm. agent. They they like changed it all. So it's like it was still a good movie, but like it did not have yeah. the same feel as the other matrix movies mm-hmm. you know um with me i i put a tweet out i put a tweet out right when i was watching it and mm. i'm gonna read out this tweet it says watching the matrix for one of the podcast episodes and i'm really struggling to understand it please do not judge me when this ep- <laughs> please do not judge me when this episode eventually releases and i can't say fuck all about it thank you because I was I was messaging right. my friends who are also film students, and I was like, I don't understand this fucking film. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And they were like, you're actually moronic. Oh, my God. It's so easy to understand. I'm like, what the fuck? No, it is so, so I still enjoyed it, though. As a kid. So, so actually, not as a kid. I, I probably watched this movie for the first time five <laughs> years ago. I had no idea what was going on. It was like, I was like, what? And, like, my dad had kept pausing it and explaining things. But, um... Watching the two mo- other two movies definitely helps because it explains Zion better. It shows Zion. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you want any explanations, I can explain that for you now. But and also, like, I guess, well, like, what was your favorite part of the movie? I, I, I understood it the more it went on. I would say I in- significantly enjoyed the second half more than the first half. Because the mm-hmm. fight scenes in the in the shooting scenes fucking rocked. So good. <laughs> They're, like, so good. And obviously, when Neo kind of finally understands his uh, true potential, he's just going ham. Just stops bullets. He's going crazy. He's going crazy. By the way, last ten minutes of the movie, Neo revives himself, stops bullets, and then literally flies. Yeah, because yeah. at, at the at the end, also yeah, spoilers for me, Excel. At the end, when he's at the fucking phone booth and then just like flies like Superman, bro. So big. Yeah, exactly. And when, so like, first of all, the movie opens up, and it's like. First three minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And like Trinity's in a room and it's like it's just like, Are you being traced? She's like, No. And then it cuts to outside and the police officers are coming in and then the agents roll up, right? It's like the first time you've seen an agent. And mm-hmm. like so like if you've never seen this movie, you're like, What's going on? And like he says to the guy, like the the police officer is like, you know, all fresh with him and he's like, I sent two units and then Mr. Agent Smith looks at him and he's like no, Lieutenant. Yeah, they're already dead. Your already men dead. are already dead. Yeah. And then it cuts to Trinity absolutely beating ass within the first three minutes. Like, and first of all, it's just cool because she's like kicking the shit out of people. But then it's like, you still don't know what's going on. And she does this like jump kick and like time freezes. And she like kicks the shit out of this police officer. He it's goes flying. Crazy. She runs across the walls. And then the last guy, she, she like takes this guy's gun, like while he's still holding it, shoots his friend, and then this dude's standing directly behind her, and she full vertical kicks him in the face. Like, her leg comes from below her and goes 180 degrees up and kicks him in the fucking face. Yeah. And, sorry, I lost. <laughs> it's so no, cool. no, it's fine. No, I'm excited the same. When I talk about films I absolutely love, I'm like, this happens, and then this happens, and this happens, and it's just so good. And then on top of that, a freaking awesome chase scene. 
like yeah. of the agent chasing Trinity over the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Like and then and she then does that her, massive jump. Her, yeah, her and Agent Smith doing that massive jump, and then yeah. the, the cops are like, that's impossible. And then that's just like your first view into the matrix. And it's like, what? It's like, like what just happened? And then it cuts to like Neo in his bed. It's like, okay, like what's going on here? But um with me, I adore like heavy stylized films and yeah matrix is one of those i feel like yeah especially the color correction it's like when it's when they're in the matrix it's all like green and shit and a lot of it's just like a major heavy like core green palette and just the set design as well of the there's a shot of them when they're like first going on a morpheus is like ship and there's just like Mm -hmm. wires everywhere and computers and it just yeah it's like very like budget almost like it's so because it's like the human resistance it's like <laughs> what i loved again spoilers for the film was like you know the guy who like kind of betrays them i was like yeah, it, it was obviously he makes a deal with the agent when he's at the restaurant mm-hmm. and you're like okay this deal's been made he's gonna fucking betray them but it's been so long that when that deal is major like maybe he isn't maybe he's gonna decide not to and then when you when you kind of come to the terms well this is me personally i was like oh no he's not gonna do it anymore like he's not done anything yet he then suddenly and then he like killed three people, it. and I was like, "What? No!" <laughs> I was like, "I did, I did my silly little gasp." I was like, "Oh my god!" So <laughs> I actually thought that part of the movie I had mixed it up with a part that happened in either the second or third movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't, I won't talk about what actually happens. But I was like, yeah. I thought this what was gonna. I knew the deaths were coming, but I thought there was also something else that was gonna happen. But it yeah. never, that didn't happen. But um, like, like just the things about the movie, like the way Agent Smith speaks. Mm-hmm. He's just like so slow and drawn out, yeah. like and like Mr. Anderson. It's just like, oh my god! And you know, like I didn't, I forgot about this line, but it's freaking like when he's when they capture Mr. Anderson and they're like, you know, talking to him like he's still like you know a resident of like the Matrix, and they're yeah. like, well, we'll scrub your record if you work for us, and he's like. Mm-hmm. How about I give you, give the, you finger the middle finger and yeah. you give me my phone call? And then and then Agent Smith goes, Tell me, Mr. Anderson, what good is a phone call if you are unable to speak? speak. And then, and he then just start... his mouth melts together. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's whoa. So good. It's like, um, what's happening? I remember seeing the um I remember when I was really little, I remember seeing the scene where they're in the car, like taking the bug out of his like yeah stomach so, and, and he's like, like that's scared. real i was like, he's like jesus christ that's real i remember being like scared shitless of that when i was a kid because <laughs> i just walked in and my parents were watching the matrix and i was like what the fuck is this yeah and then, then i watched it and i was now like you finally oh, watched it one yeah. thing i also realized is there's two parts who's the guy that betrayed betray them what's he called cypher cypher so there's two parts like two lines of dialogue that cypher says in the film it's my silly little like music brain like going wild mm-hmm. is one line he says um yeah i forgot what he says but like he says and i was like i've definitely heard that where, love... where is it I, it's like where it's did when... he, do you remember where he said it he's having a conversation uh with the what's the girl called Tr- uh, trinity trinity i can't remember what he says but i was like i've heard that in a lo-fi hip-hop song before and then there's a second part where um where Neo scares him and he goes, Whoa. Yeah, like yeah, scare yeah. me, yeah. That is in he scared I heard, the bejesus out of me. Yeah, I heard that whoa and I was like, I've heard that before. And there's this uh, rapper <laughs> I really, really like called JPEG Mafia. And there's a song he did called Thug Tears and it's sampled in sample that song. It? Yeah, it That's goes whoa cool. and I was like, like I was my little sample blame was going Was it the scene where um Trinity brought him food? 
or brought Neil food, and then she closes the door, and Cipher's there, and he's like, "You never brought me food." <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's something like that. Like, yeah, I, that it was the line. There's just something about him. It's that. Then, that's like, the line. Yeah, just the camera work on the red pill, blue pill scene where he's like mm-hmm. holding each pill in his hand, and the shot is of his forehead, but his like yeah. reflective glasses, and you see each pill like reflected in each lens yeah. in his hands while he describes them. It's so cool. And, and then also that, like the dojo fight scene. Yes. When they're in the so training program. Good. It goes so hard. It's like one of the fir- it was like one of the first besides the Trinity fight scene, it was like one of the like first like really badass fight mm-hmm. scene. It goes movies. so hard. And I think as well, one thing to talk about a lot is obviously this was made in ninety nine. So, 1999 exactly yeah, so a lot of the cg it still holds up this yeah the cg still holds up and even if the cg doesn't hold up in some respects it works with what it is because it's this idea of not knowing yes. what's real and you know kind of dimensions and, and kind shit. of philosophical with it they're like what is real because like if you define real as what you can see taste feel touch then real yeah. is just a series of electrical signals mm-hmm. I, like... I love directorial styles that are also like over the top and i think yeah what i liked that the were uh, chowski sisters did really well is um it was like oh my god it it, it felt really like over exaggerated a lot of the time and people kill, kill me for saying this but a lot of it reminded me of like fucking spy kids and like robert rodriguez <laughs> ass style but i think it's just well, like, i like low-key see where you're saying that from it's too it's, that's funny i love it though. and then this is probably the most iconic scene of the movie besides trinity beating up all those cops the building storming scene yeah. where they have morpheus and neo and trinity storm the building lobby mm-hmm. and just like kill the guards and then the like army people come in and it's just like a three minute scene of them sprinting around with like the walls exploding as they like beat the hell out of these guys like this it's so fun to watch it's mm-hmm. like like the first time me and my brother we watched this movie with my dad for the first time when i was like 15 and he yeah. was like 13 and we were just both like, oh my god, like we were losing our minds. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. And oh my lord. It's so good. I mean I mean the when they're on the top of the building and then um, mm-hmm. obviously you get that classic like Neo like bending himself to get away from the bullets. And then yeah, there's that, yeah. the, the shot which is so nice is the one of Trinity with the gun and it's like this wide like fish fish eye lens looking ass shot. And it's just so mm-hmm. good. And also, I love when when they were like, I don't know how fly a helicopter. Two seconds. Yeah, can I just get this like hack? Give me a pilot like, manual. Just, yeah, just give me a manual. Just like instantly, it fucking goes hard. It's so cool. Yeah, it's like um, it rocks. And then I think it's just so cool that that they made that movie in 1999. This mm-hmm. is really cool. And I think and then, again, uh, I think again with this like film, it falls under this thing I say time and time again, especially with me because I'm just so dumb with films. Is that some films I don't understand that. I don't want to return to. I feel like fail is like a piece of media, but I feel like ones that are confusing, but you want to return to them to understand them more. It's like when we when stuff is successful, and this is definitely the case of like I want to rewatch this or watch the sequels to understand watch the it more. Se- watch the sequel. Mm-hmm. I I say I'd say watch two and three, and then if you still don't really know what's going on, then watch one again because two and two two and three are definitely like they like actually show Zion. Mm-hmm. Cause like basically, basically the whole world as it was explained, like like Morpheus when he explained the state of the world, 
like though just the way morpheus talks the whole movie he's like mm-hmm. very cryptic like figure it out yourself neo and like neo doesn't really ask that many questions yeah it's like as as a viewer it is kind of confusing so it's like here to clarify essentially humans made machines that became sentient and then enslaved humans to become their energy source and then the last remaining human city is an underground city called zion and the whole prerogative of the machines is to destroy zion so that like they can stop messing with their matrix mm-hmm. and so it's like that's why he was like torturing morpheus for the zion mainframe codes instead of killing him right because yeah. that's like the last like human outpost basically yeah. And uh, so, that, like, that's Zion, and their whole mission is to defend Zion and mm-hmm. the machines, basically. I understood and, um, it more as it went on, yeah. but I still feel like I could understand it more, definitely. And I think going into it knowing more things would probably make it more enjoyable for me, but I still, like, yeah. loved it so much. Definitely a, watching it back. Mm-hmm. Definitely watching it back after the first three movies. It's like, or after having seen all the movies multiple times, mm-hmm. it's like, very easy to understand, but that's also because I've seen mm-hmm. it so yeah. much. But like you basically right, it's movie number one and Neo like unlocked his powers basically. Yeah. So it's like there's two more movies. Dude. <laughs> like, I gotta yeah, like, I gotta what, watch them. What's think, he gonna do? <laughs> like I said, awesome. I think I still lived it on the base level of like cool action film with good fight scenes and stuff. And I think it significantly changed the kind of like action genre at the time and it's a very Mm -hmm. pioneering film so we got to appreciate it really was yeah like um and then like that final scene at the end of the movie like when the homeless guy turns into an agent yeah and destroys the the phone right as uh trinity gets out and so it's just neo and they're all looking at the screen like telling him to run because like remember earlier in the movie morpheus had warned him that no one who's fought an agent like head to head had survived and that what they do to survive is run. And then, like, Cypher also said that to him, too. He was like, if you ever see an agent, run. And then mm-hmm. Neo turned, considered running, and then turned around started fighting the agent. And it yeah. looked like he was losing. And they're like, what's he doing? And then Morpheus is like, he's beginning to believe. And then he kills Smith, but, like, doesn't actually kill him, but, like, gets away. And mm-hmm. then Smith comes back out of the train because he turned one of the yeah. people back into himself. And so then Neo starts running. And then and that, that part where, and, that, and that part where he's like, "My name is Neo," and he like just like fucking gets him off the train. Oh, it rocks! Yeah. God bless Keanu Reeves, man. And then he jumped like, and then at the end, like right, like like he's running, 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 trying to get out before the Sentinels destroy the ship uh, in real life. And he, um, but he doesn't know the Sentinels are there. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get away from the agents. And he gets shot three times. He gets pronounced dead by the agents. They start walking away, and then Neo stands up, stops all their bullets like jumps into agent yeah. smith and blows him up and then flies away <laughs> one thing i can say that i didn't really like as much as that like sh- like when trinity was like oh the oracle said I, I i would find the one and i would love them and you're the one i love and then she kissed him yeah. and then he came back alive i was like that's fucking corny as shit but like fair enough we need to see him be a badass again but like i don't know i feel like it could have been <laughs> done a different way but yeah I, I want to say I've like got so much to say, but we're on like fucking one eighty. Like I want to, I want to explain the Oracle better than the movie did, but the knowledge I have of the Oracle is from the sequels. Yeah. So I don't, I oh, don't yeah. want to. I'm not going to say anything because I, th- I think, I think you'll, I think you'll probably watch them. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. say we're anything. On, we're on an hour and twenty, so we'll probably have to wrap it up. Is and... there any final word you want to say about the Matrix? <laughs> At the Matrix, on oh, no, I think I I I got through all my notes. <laughs> nice. I just think that, like, for me personally, film-wise, 
I don't really do a lot of critiquing. I do a lot of like, like you know how like everybody was like, oh my god, like the the last trilogy of the Star Wars sucked, and they're like, I hate it. like like they did such a bad job. I'm just like, oh my god, more movies in the Star Wars universe. I love the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm very easy to please movie wise. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes I it's just, nice to just to like, enjoy things like that though you know like then like yeah i just like enjoy the movie and like you know like a lot of movies i've watched from that are older are because of my dad he'll mm-hmm. be like yeah you need to watch this because you, like you have to he's like to, under- <laughs> to like exist in this world you have to watch this movie he's like to understand cultural references to like blah 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 blah, blah. whatever yeah. the reason may be he like makes us watch these movies and like sometimes I'm, we're like oh i don't want to watch a movie from 1975 and then it's like and then we watch like uh, like Austin Powers or whatever like that and we're like that movie was freaking <laughs> awesome and like you know you like so it's like got a bit of sentimental I've heard that at film school sometimes they've made me watch like films I was just really not like enjoying it all and I'm like why can't we yeah. watch the little Disney films la 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 yeah like but... but what matters is that like like it's like my dad kind of like we watched it as a family and so it's like I don't mm-hmm. know it has yeah. good, good memories and also is a cool movie it's so cool it's a cool concept cool execution like it feels very justified to have those like superhuman movements and like instead of being they're like superheroes it's just like they're plugging into a program that they've learned to manipulate so they can move fast it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like a more believable concept yeah. too i don't know yeah. i think it's a that's a nice way to round off because we're on an hour and we're on an hour and 20 it's a good good <laughs> round off so that's that episode of for real uh thanks for coming on i really appreciate it do you want to like plug your shit before we finish <laughs> yeah sh- sure yeah i am um i'm pixel penguin on all platforms uh with the eyes are ones so nice pixel and in penguin the eyes are ones on every platform because it's a unique name no one stole it hooray <laughs> um if you guys show up to any of my streams or videos tell me you're from the for real podcast i like to know where people come from nice <laughs> um all uh, links will be in the description of the YouTube video and stuff. Um, for me, you can always catch me on my Twitter at MightyFeelsRuff, M-A-T-T-Y-F-E-E-L-S-R-U-F-F. Uh, just random Twitter stuff. I always post updates about the podcast as well. Um, my letterbox, hopefully by the time this episode's came out, I've like caught up with my like letterbox a year. reviews. Yeah, in like, no, you know, like a year, <laughs> like, it's like a month. Um, I'm messing with you. <laughs> so my letterbox is at Matthew underscore Beatty, spelled B-A-Y-T-E-E. And yeah, that's basically it. Um, the podcast application form should still be open by now if you want to apply to be on the show. The link's in the That's what I did. It's, yep. And look where you got, you know, you're here. It's crazy. I know. I'm famous now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super famous. A-lister fairy, man. Oh my God, yeah. That's all, I just got to be bigger than Whiskey Dingo and I'll know I'm nice. doing something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.